Greetings and welcome to a different kind of oldie show, Heirloom Radio, a podcast that honors the talented people who worked in the field of radio broadcasting back when radio was the only form of immediate mass media available to the public. My name is John Lovering and I am your host for Heirloom Radio. On this track, we continue with two back-to-back episodes of The Adventures of Marco Polo. Episode 19, The Rebels Seize the Palace, and Episode 20, The Princess Must Marry Van Chu. The first 18 episodes and future episodes are stored in the Marco Polo playlist on this podcast that is originating from the SoundCloud.com. The Adventures of Marco Polo is a radio adaptation by Maurice Francis of a travelogue written in the 13th century by Riccello di Pisa from stories told by the Italian explorer Marco Polo. It described Polo's travels through Asia between 1271 and 1295, and his many experiences at the court of the Kublai Khan. The series stars Australian producer, director, and incredible vocal actor George Edwards. Much of the production work was done in the late 1930s and early 40s and distributed worldwide via 16-inch transcription discs. The series features a unique musical score that mixed recognized classical pieces with original scores. The cast of The Adventures of Marco Polo featured George Edwards, often playing more than one character, Nell Sterling, Tom Farley, Warren Berry, and Eric Scott. This series is a celebration of incredible production values and talent that thrilled radio listeners of a bygone era and still can pull you into the story in our time. Thank you for listening and thereby tipping your hat to the golden age of radio. Your support is deeply appreciated. Now present the adventures of Marco Polo. The great Kublai Khan led his army away from the palace in order to bring about the defeat of the rebels led by Vanchu, his nephew, while Marco Polo was left in charge of the palace. The Princess Delana was overjoyed that the Kublai Khan had bestowed her hand on Marco Polo, but the young man himself was not in transports of delight. While Marco Polo was discussing the matter with his father, his uncle, and their servant, Zolana rushed into the room, saying that the rebels had entered the palace. Close on her heels came Vanchu with a hundred men-at-arms. To arms! We must fight for our lives! Seize the people in this room! Hold them fast! Let me go! I shall fight for my life! Marco, I beg of you to save me! Oh, we're outnumbered! I cannot struggle! The suit of armor impedes me! Take them! Come on, come on, come on! And then hand me, you dogs! We guard this palace for Kublai Khan! Have a care, Marco! We are outnumbered! Calm them not! It is not my desire that they should die rapidly! They shall meet a slow, painful death! Ah, struggle not, Marco Polo! My men hold you fast. Now, drag them before me. Marco, do not let them kill me. I am helpless to aid you at present, Zolana. But what has happened? Has the great Kublai Khan been overthrown? While the great Kublai Khan marches at the head of his army to subdue the rebels, 
The rebels have seized the castle. As governor of the city, I hold the keys to the gates. We entered the city silently this morning. Kublai Khan thinks that our army has drawn up awaiting him. But the city is ours, and Kublai Khan is shut out of his own city. Now, Marco Polo, you and I have a reckoning to settle. My own life means little to me, Van Chu. But I beg that you do not harm the Princess Silana. I should kill her. She betrayed me to the Khan. She is too beautiful to kill. Would you become my wife, Zelana? I hate you. I would rather die than become your wife. <laughs> you will have no choice. Did I not promise that someday I would be the Khan of China? Soon I will go and seat myself on the throne which was occupied by Kublai Khan. Soon I will be proclaimed as Khan of this great land. Vanchu Khan. Hmm, the sound of it pleases me. You vain, loudmouth booster. Your reign will be very short. Silence, dog! With my mailed fist, I strike you on the mouth. Marco, my son, your face bleeds. Oh, what matters that? The first to bend the knee to Vanchu Khan shall be the four men from the west. Never will I bend the knee to you, you low-born upstart dog. A whining cur that steps at the hand which feeds it, striving to seize the throne from your rightful master. You will pay dearly for those words, Marco Polo. Kublai Khan is known as the greatest ruler in the world. Mayhap you have seized this city. Mayhap you are now in his palace. But Kublai Khan will find some way of defeating you, some means of bringing you to your knees to whine for mercy. Kublai Khan is shut out of the city. I do not fear him. But hear me, Marco Polo. We have ways of taming the spirits of men. I will tame your spirit. Soon I go to the throne room to take my rightful place, and you and your companions will be made to kneel before me. As for the Princess Zelana, her dreams will be realized. She shall become the wife of the Khan of China. But I am to marry Marco Polo. My hand has been bestowed on him. So, the old fool Kublai Khan bestowed your hand on Marco Polo. Well, you shall do better, Zelana. You shall marry Vancho. Take the Princess Alana to her quarters. See that she is guarded. Take these prisoners to the dungeons. Let them be imprisoned together. Later they shall be dragged to the front room and forced to make obeisance to the new Khan of China. The Princess Alana was taken to her quarters, while Marco Polo and his companions were taken below to a small dark dungeon. Here they huddled together and discussed their fate. Well, our triumph was short-lived. It seems that Kublai Khan is not as powerful as we thought. His upstart nephew has defeated him. I cannot think that Kublai Khan has been defeated. Soon he will come to aid us. We have to decide whether we will kneel and admit that Ban Chu is the Khan of China. A difficult decision to make. Oh, if by kneeling I can save my life, why should I stand upright? I have no false pride. One Khan means as much as another to me. Shame on you, Benno. Have you no spirit? Oh, well, can we not pretend to fall in with the wishes of this man, Ban Chu? If we do, he may let us live a little longer... And then perhaps Kublai Khan will come to our aid. Hear me. During the few days which we have been in China, I have asked many questions and I have learned much. It seems that once before there was a rebellion against Kublai Khan. The prince who rebelled against him succeeded in usurping the throne for a few days. He forced certain people to kneel before him and claim him as Khan. When Kublai Khan defeated this prince, all those who had knelt to the rebel were instantly beheaded, whether they had been forced to kneel or not. 
So it seems that we are to die either way, my father. Mm, and I think that Vanchu will devise some very unpleasant death for us. Oh, well, if I am going to die, I hope I die quickly. If we must die, let us at least die like men. We are Venetians. We come of a proud nation. Are we to grovel before a rebel? Will we have it said that we have brought shame on the men of our race? That is true, father. We came here as friends of Kublai Khan. He trusted me and left his palace in my charge. I failed him, but I will not kneel to the man who usurped his throne. I feel that Vanchu is my personal enemy, and if I do not die today, there will come a day when I will kill Vanchu. Well, it is a pity you did not kill him before. Then all this trouble would have been spared. Have you decided whether or not you are going to kneel to Vanchu? I have made my decision. He can put any torture he pleases upon me, but I will not kneel before him and call him Khan. Well spoken, Marco. I'll stand with you. I'll stand with you, too. I wish I could remove this suit of armor. Then it would be easier to stand erect. What of poor Benno? Must he die because we intend to be stubborn? I am a Venetian, and although I fear death, I will not shame my people. Brave words, Benno. I am proud of you. Oh, thank you, Master Marco. But I doubt whether your pride compensates me for the fact that I am to lose my life. Well, be of good cheer. Perhaps Kubla Khan may manage to force his way back into the city to save us. Meanwhile, the Princess Zelana had been taken to her quarters. Once there, she flung herself face downwards on the divan and wept bitterly. After a while, however, she heard the clink of armor and looked up to meet the gaze of a tall, armor-clad soldier. want with me? Go. Leave me alone to my misery. Do you not recognize me, princess? I do not know you. I do not wish to know you. Princess, I wish to aid you. Oft times have I looked at you, but never have I dared to speak. Why? You are Toktai, the captain of the great Khan's guard. You know my name. Yes, I do know you. But what do you hear? Have you thrown in your lot with that rebel Vanchu? Not so. I left the palace yesterday on receiving orders from the great Khan. He told me to seek out the rebels, to pretend I was friendly with them, so that I might learn their plans. I joined the rebels. I secretly entered the city with them. But I was unable to send a message of warning to the great Khan. I have a scheme whereby I may be able to help you. Doctor, if you can help me... You will win my lasting gratitude. Your heart is given to another. Oh, do you seek to make me bargain for my life? Not so. I seek only to become your loyal and devoted servant. I bid you to be of good cheer. But what can you do? One man against so many enemies. I can aid you, princess. But do not arouse the wrath of Van Chu. He is a vengeful man, and in a fit of rage he may slay you. When you are dragged to the audience chamber today... I will be there, but I will not be able to lift a hand to aid you. While I live, I am of some use to you and to the great Khan. Therefore, I must not risk my life until I know that by so doing, I can bring you your freedom. You will not find me ungrateful, Toktai. Your coming has brought me great hope and courage. It is well, but now I must go. I must not be found here talking to you. Remember, help is at hand. 
Later that day, Marco Polo and his companions were taken out of their dungeon to the great audience chamber. And there they found Van Chu seated on the throne of Kublai Khan. Around Van Chu were his attendants and followers. Closely guarded nearby was the Princess Zelana. As the four Venetians entered, Van Chu spoke. Well, Marco Polo, you see me now occupying the throne which is rightly mine, a throne which I shall strive to hold, and you, Marco Polo, shall be the first to make obeisance to me. Hear me, Van Chu. I speak for myself. I am from Venice, and we Venetians are a proud people, an honest people. We came to China to seek the friendship of the great Kublai Khan, at first, he distrusted us, but we proved we could be trusted, and he gave us his friendship. He left his palace in my charge. I failed him, but I shall not fail him further by bending the knee to you. Oh, well, it seems that you are stubborn, Marco Polo. Plead for him, Zelana. I do plead for him, Vanchu. Well, your pleas fall on deaf ears. Now, Marco Polo, I order you to kneel before me. <laughs> you order me to kneel before you? Yes. <laughs> I refuse. You do, you refuse. Well, look to your right and to your left, Marco Polo. You will see two men armed with rawhide whips. I see them. Whips made from the skin of the buffalo. Well, Marco Polo... Those whips can inflict grave injury and great pain. Those who do not obey the orders of their new Khan will be whipped into submission. Do you hear me? They will be whipped. Perhaps a little pain will bring you to your knees. Never. Let the Venetian dog be lashed. <laughs> Now present the adventures of Marco Polo. Van Chu, by means of trickery, seized the palace of the great Kublai Khan. At the same time, he took charge of the city of Pekin, with the result that the Khan and his army were unable to enter the city. Van Chu then announced his intention of marrying the Princess Zelana. He usurped the throne of the Khan and said that the first to kneel to him should be Marco Polo and his companions. Meanwhile, Toktai, one of Kublai Khan's captains, was secretly plotting to bring about the return of his master, and he told Zelana to be on her guard, that help would come soon. Later in the day, Marco Polo and his companions were dragged to the audience chamber. They were ordered to kneel before Van Chu. 
but Marco Polo refused. Then Van Chu ordered that Marco Polo should be whipped into submission. The soldiers guarded Niccolo, Maffeo, and Benno, and Marco stood alone at the foot of the throne. There was a tense silence as the great rawhide whip whistled through the air and curled itself around Marco Polo's body. Then another whip whistled, and again the lash made contact with Marco Polo. The two strokes tore the young man's doublet so that his back was bare, and once again there was the ominous whistle of the whip. Stop! Stop! You shall not whip him anymore! Venture, I beg you to have mercy. Let the whipping proceed. I do not wish my future wife to plead for mercy for this man. Marco, why do you not kneel? They'll whip you to death. A Venetian does not kneel to a tyrant. Whips cannot break my spirit. Venture, you have said that I am to be your bride. Let us marry today. As a wedding gift, I beg that you spare Marco Polo from further pain. Do not whip him anymore at present. I will stand erect, Venture. Your torture shall never make me kneel to you. I do not desire that the Princess Zalana should sacrifice herself for me. Marco, we are powerless against this man. He has defeated the great Khan. And do you desire to wed him, Zilana? I do not desire to see you tortured before my eyes. My bride-to-be has asked as a wedding gift that Marco Polo should not be subjected to further torture. I think that today should be a day of double rejoicing and celebration. Rejoicing that Venture now rules China and rejoicing that he is to wed the Princess Zelana. Let the bride-to-be prepare for the wedding. Let her be clothed in garments of gold and silver. And here in this audience chamber in two hours' time, the wedding of China's ruler shall take place. I will not allow it. Oh, hear me, Zelana. I am strong. The pain of the whip shall not break my spirit. But it will break my spirit to know that you have sacrificed yourself to a low-born rebel... An upstart tyrant dog. Have a care, Marco Polo. Strike me down. Kill me now, Vanchu. Then Zelana need not sacrifice herself for me. I have sworn that Marco Polo shall kneel before me. But I will forgo that oath if Zelana weds me this very day. I have said that I will wed you. Will you give me the lives of these men? Will you let them leave the city? Wait. One of my captains wishes to speak with me. Speak on, Doctor. Most noble and excellent Vanchu. If you wish to bring sorrow and misery to the heart of Marco Polo, let him witness your wedding to the Princess Zialana. Let him live long enough to know that misery, because he loves Zialana. Well spoken, Doctai. There is more misery in life than bodily anguish, and I must prepare for my wedding. After the wedding, these Westerners can be put to death. Hmm, I will let them live without torture for a little longer. Have you ever witnessed a Chinese wedding, Niccolo Polo? I have not. You came to China to see strange sights, to learn the full glory of the Orient. You have witnessed the change of a dynasty. You have seen the overthrow of the great Kublai Khan. And finally, you shall see the wedding of a great prince. Will that interest you, Niccolo Polo? It will interest me. But you are no prince. You're a rebel. I am the ruler of China. You and your companions have already witnessed many strange things. The last strange thing which you will witness will be my wedding. But you will not live to take the tale of these things to your native Venice. You will take them to the grave. Now, Toktai, I place these prisoners in your charge. Dress them in fine raiment as befits guests at a royal wedding. They shall be my honored guests. They shall drink wine and make merry. And then they shall die. I will guard them carefully, most high and noble prince. It is well. I am pleased with you, Toktai. The audience is at an end. 
We will meet here again, my friends, in two hours' time. Let the ladies of the court join Zalana. Marco Polo and his companions were taken back to their dungeon, and there they remained for some time in abject misery. They knelt down and prayed incessantly. Mafio grumbled, while Niccolo did what he could to dress the wounds caused by the whips on Marco Polo's back. I feel better now, Father. Then, my son, let us make our peace, for soon we are to die. I will not die with a contented mind, knowing that Zilana is to sacrifice herself for me. Mayhap she will be happy. After all, she will be Empress of China, and in time, she may forget about you. She can never be happy married to a man like Van Chu. I'm afraid this is my fault, that we have reached this pass. It seems that we were unwise to come to China. Father, you cannot blame yourself, and I refuse to believe that all hope is gone. Mayhap, even now, Kublai Khan is striving to re-enter the city of Peking. Ah, you saw the great bronze gates of the city. They cannot be burst open. I'm satisfied that our plight is hopeless. One moment. Someone's about to enter the dungeon. I have brought you clothes which you will wear at the wedding. We do not wish to see these fine clothes. Hear me. I will close the door of the dungeon. Do you not know me, Marco Polo? I do not. My name is Toktai. I was captain of the guard of Kublai Khan. I have heard of you... Princess Salana mentioned your name. It seems that you are a traitor, Toktai. You are false to your master. I am not false. I am here in the palace so that I may aid Kublai Khan. You say you wish to aid Kublai Khan. Yet you have imprisoned us. You are standing guard over us. I am one against many. But take you this key, Marco Polo. It is the secret key to the great city gates. There is one other key like this. That key is held by the captain of the city guard. Why do you give me the key? You are a brave and resourceful man. I know that the army of Kublai Khan is at present outside the gates. They tried to force their way in, but the gates held fast. Toktai, you wish me to escape? To open the city gates so that the army of the Khan may enter? That is what I wish. It is a slender hope and a desperate one. Can you arrange for me to escape from here? Here. Don this suit of armor. Then go from the dungeon with me. I will conduct you to the outer gates of the palace. The visor of the armor will hide your face. You will take this key. Then you will have to use your own resources to open the city gates. So that the army of Khan may enter. I can do it. I will do it. You must hurry. The Khan's men must arrive here before the wedding of Van Chu and the princess Zilana takes place. Your task is no easy one, Marco Polo. Marco, how can you defeat the army of soldiers which guards the gates? How can you open that gate? Pirate's madness. Would you have me refuse to make this attempt? so that we may die a slow, lingering death at the hands of Van Chu. Help me to don this armor. May God watch over you, Marco, my son. May you succeed in this task. I will succeed. We are grateful to you, Toktai. I need not your gratitude. What I do is for the sake of Princess Zilana. I cannot adjust this armor. Aid me, Toktai. I will aid you. You are in love with the Princess Zilana. I would willingly give my life for her. But she is not in love with me. Have no fear, Toktai. If I succeed in this task, then the day may come when the Princess Silana will wed you. That day can never come, Marco Polo. The Princess loves you. And because she loves you, 
I hate you. But I have no man to send to the city gates. I dare not leave here. And you may send for me at any moment. If he finds that I'm missing, his suspicions will be aroused. You're the only one who can succeed. I trust that Marco will succeed. Be not impetuous, Marco. Be crafty. Look at me, Uncle Matthew. Does this armor become me better than yours became you? Oh, you look well enough. Is your back very painful, Marco? Oh, I can bear with the pain. You're ready now. Draw the helmet over your head. I will lead you from the palace. And I trust that you will return soon with Kubla Khan. I trust so. Come, let us go, now. Marco, my son, it may be that I will never set eyes on you again. But know you that you have proved your courage and your worth. Whatever happens, Venice will have reason to be proud of you as one of her noblest sons. And I am proud that you are my son. I thank you, father. And I feel sure that I shall return. I give you my blessings, Marco. May God go with you. I give you my blessing, Marco. Master Marco, I have served you faithfully and well these many years. You have, Benno. You go now to risk your life, and perhaps by your doing we may be saved. But if you do not return and I have to die, I will offer a prayer for your soul. I thank you, Benno. I could have had no better master. I will pray for you until you return, Master Marco. We shall all pray, Marco. Come now. There is no further time to waste. I am ready. I have the key. Doctai led Marco Polo outside the palace grounds, and he gave him directions as to how to reach the gates. Marco Polo sped on his way, while Toktai returned to take up his position on guard outside the dungeon. After a little while, he heard footsteps approaching along the passage. He stood rigidly on guard, and he looked up to encounter the gaze of Van Chu. Ah, Toktai, I see you are nobly doing your duty guarding these hated foreigners. I do but carry out your orders, most high and noble Van Chu. I think it would be advisable for me to kill Marco Polo before my wedding to the... Zalana takes place. I thought you had decided to let Marco Polo live until after the wedding. Zalana is in love with Marco Polo. The shadow of his memory will always fall between us. Therefore, it is not my will that she should look upon him again. I will slay him with my own hand. But uh, what of his uncle, his father, and his servant? They also will die before the wedding. And I will tell Zalana that I allowed them to escape, that I had them conducted out of the city. They will die, and no one will ever hear of them again. Zalana will never know the truth. Is not that a good scheme, Toktai? Most noble lord, I think that... I care not what you think, but I desire to slay Marco Polo. For some reason, I hate that man more than any other man. Open the cell door, Toktai, and let me put an end to the life of Marco Polo. <laughs> <laughs> 